All right. Okay. Hebrews chapter 11. Y'all ready? Thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, notice we've been looking at the different aspects of what faith looks like, what faith sounds like. We've been talking about the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is, in fact, the spirit of victory. And the spirit of faith is something that you and I can all participate in. The Bible says we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore do what? Therefore we do what? In other words, we say what the word of God has to say. I have the same spirit of faith that the Apostle Paul had. So do you. You have the same spirit of faith, praise God, that the Lord Jesus Christ himself had. That's awesome. That's awesome to know. Think about all the, you know, people in the Old Testament, David and Moses and Noah and Abraham. And we're going to look at Abraham's wife, Sarah, tonight. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, and the title of tonight's message, the subtitle is Faith Receives. Say it with me real strong, faith. It receives. Now, verse 11, it says, Through faith also Sarah received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. You know, you don't get into the Hebrews chapter 11 by being a doubter and a powder. So we see that Sarah, she received strength to receive. Okay? Now, it's interesting to notice that, yes, Abraham is here, but Sarah also is here. They were husband and wife. You know what? Sarah was not just along for the ride with Abraham. She had faith. And married couples, you're not to be, you know, uh, picking up for the other where the other's slacking off. You're both supposed to be strong in faith and strong in prayer. Amen? And so she had faith. Abraham had his part. But Sarah also had her part. I don't believe this. I don't believe that we're supposed to to have anyone carry us through life. Except the Lord. Amen? As a matter of fact, the only ones that you and I can carry in faith are our children. And once they get to a certain age, we can't carry them anymore. We can come into agreement with our brothers and sisters... But God wants all of us to have a vibrant life of faith where we know how to connect with God and to connect with His Word. There's power in agreement. You know the scripture in Matthew 18. It says that if two of you shall agree on earth, touching anything that they shall ask, it'll be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Amen? Amen. So the qualification is you've got to be on earth. Got to ask. Amen? And you have to be in agreement. I mean, not just one of these little drive-by quick things. You know, yeah, brother, sister, I agree. No, purposefully agree based upon the Word of God, being in harmony, making a symphony, if you will, in prayer, and being in one accord and in agreement. Amen. Amen. So let's read our text again. Let's read it together. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child... When she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Wow. 
I just want to reemphasize, through faith also Sarah herself. What did she receive? She received strength. And what happened? She was delivered. I believe this is going on in here tonight. I believe you can receive strength from the Word of God. And if you need a touch from heaven or some kind of a deliverance, it can happen for you in this place tonight. But the key was, is that she judged him faithful who had promised. Can't you see Abraham and Sarah showing up at the clinic? You know, Abraham's about 100 years old. She couldn't even conceive child in her prime. She was past her prime, probably past menopause. And they said, well, what did you come in the clinic for? Do you want to do a physical? you want to do a checkup? No, I am going to have a child. Oh, go home. You're way past all that. How many of you know that Sarah was past being past? (laughs) But you know something? The devil's a liar because, you know, God is still God. And whatever God says goes. And you know, all things are possible to him that believeth. Amen. So don't buy into the lie when the enemy comes along and tells you, well, you've missed opportunity after opportunity in life. You know, God's done with you. God's finished with you. Yet that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. As long as you and I have breath, God's not finished with us. He who's begun a good work in us, he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. So she received and she conceived this truth in her life. How did she do it? She did it by faith. It wasn't necessarily Abraham's faith. It wasn't the preacher down the block's faith. What helped her? She judged him faithful. And you know what? You can judge him faithful as well. There's a lot of people. They don't know what they're doing. They're good people. They're wonderful people. But they don't have a revelation of the word of God concerning healing, concerning prosperity, and concerning answered prayer. So, you know, they're, they're judging God not faithful. They're judging Him unfaithful. You know, anybody that says things like, well, you know, you just never know what God might do. Where's that in the Bible? You know, throw a prayer up there and you just never know He just might answer. That doesn't line up with the Word of God. Literally, that's, that is really judging God unreliable. We don't want to do that. Amen. When God says it, you can count on it. Okay? When man says it, you can't necessarily count on it. Okay? The Word of God is reliable. The Word of God is true. It's faithful. It's trustworthy. Okay? And uh, so, we can count on Him. We can count on the Word of God. I want you to look at the Amplified Version of verse 11. We must judge Him faithful. Faithful. Every day of our lives. In the Amplified Version it says, Because of faith also Sarah received physical power to conceive a child. Physical power to conceive a child. Even when she was long past the age for it. (laughs) Long past the age. Because, here it is again, read it with me please. Because she considered God, who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to His Word. What was He? He was reliable, He was trustworthy, and He's true to His Word. Say it again. He is reliable, He is trustworthy, and He is true to His Word. Amen. Now let's look over at Genesis 18. This didn't uh, happen immediately for Sarah. We're going to see this in Genesis chapter 18. And 
I want you to notice with me in verse 2, and we'll read some verses there, of Genesis, the second, uh, 18th chapter, the second verse. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor, everyone say favor. If I have found favor in your sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort you in your hearts. And after that you'll go on, and therefore you are come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. These are angels. Okay, so Abraham's taking care of some angels, right? And Abraham hastened under the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cates upon the hearth. Feed them, in other words. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, thy Sarah, thy wife Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Now notice verse 12. Read it with me. Ready, please. Read. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? She hears she didn't judge God faithful, did she? She judged God funny. This was not the laughter of joy or the laughter of faith. This is kind of, huh, yeah, right. Look at it. You think he's got anything left in the whatever? My hubby, man, he's 99 years old. Huh? And, uh, you know, that's not the right thing. When God gives you word, shouldn't be laughing. So she judged God funny. Say it with me. She judged God funny. Now notice in verse 14. Is anything too hard for who? He said, at the appointed time I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. I got a question for you. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I mean, if you need a new body part, is anything too hard for the Lord? If your kidneys haven't been functioning properly, is anything too hard for the Lord to touch your kidneys? If your pancreas needs a touch from heaven, is there anything too hard for the Lord? If you need $10 million by the end of the year, is anything too hard for the Lord? Amen. Nothing's too hard for the Lord. And what He does is He meets us at the level of our ability to believe Him and to connect with Him according to faith. Amen. Amen. And you have the spirit of faith. And so you're connecting with Him daily. Is that right? Amen. Is anything too hard for the Lord for you to get that big house? To get from one side of town to the other side of town? Nothing. Is anything too big for the Lord for you to be able to sow $100,000? Absolutely not. Let's press. Let's believe. Let's trust. Amen. Then Sarah denied. Now she knew she'd been, she did the wrong thing. You ever knew you did the wrong thing? And got into denial. Well, I guess maybe all have done it. But Sarah denied saying, I didn't laugh. Why? Because she was afraid now. She was judging God funny. And then all of a sudden she got afraid. And he said, no, you did laugh. You think that's too hard for me was the attitude? And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom. In other words, that was it. Bye-bye, Sarah. See you later. 
Okay? Now, look with me at Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 2. This is very interesting. Something had to happen. Sarah had to go from a position of considering God funny and judging Him funny to judging Him faithful. You know, it doesn't take long to make adjustments. It doesn't take long for you to change your attitude or your frame of mind. Amen? I mean, this was a very severe thing that she faced. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's a rebuke, man. And you know, a wise man or a wise woman will take heed to the rebukes and make the adjustments. She must have made the adjustment. Because she was an old lady. But now notice in Genesis chapter 20, verse 1 and 2. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country, and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham uh, said of his wife, he, She is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent forth, and he wanted to take Sarah, and to put Sarah into his harem. Just a couple chapters later, these guys, these Philistines, these heathens are giving her the eye. A few verses ago, she's laughing because she's too old. I got a question for you. How many grandmas do you know that are getting pulled on to be in a harem? Now, I see a lot of guys giving my little wife, who is a Grammy, the eye. And I feel like saying, you want some of me? <laughs> but, you know, you, you, the king doesn't want to take your wife unless she's looking good. She's looking fine. You get what I'm saying? I submit to you this evening that something is taking place in her body. We find verses of Scripture that He, God, in fact, will renew our youth just like the eagles. He has the ability to rejuvenate you, spirit, soul, body, in every area of your life. Moses was 120 years old. His eyes were not dim, neither were his natural forces abated. In other words, he wasn't dried up at 120. He was still moist. That's what it means. In the Hebrew. You can have strength. You can have vigor. Don't settle for this getting old mentality. Amen. Yes, we're getting older. Yes, the natural body is decaying. But we do not have to buy in to old jokes. Fat jokes. Sickness and disease. Poor jokes. Ha, 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 ha. That's judging God funny. And when you've been in this word long enough, it's an insult to God to judge him funny. Well, you all just pray for me. I, I can hardly remember my last name. Ha, ha, ha. Don't cooperate with the devil. Hmm, anyway. The memory of the just is blessed. Say it me. He's renewing my youth. Just like an eagle. So learn then to drink from the fountain of life. Talk right. Live right. Act right. Amen. You're going to have days where you might not feel up to par, but you don't have to talk about that. You're having better days, praise God. Good days here on earth. But what I want you to see is this, is somewhere in here she must have made the adjustment. 
And you can make the same adjustment if you need to. She went from judging God funny and began to judge Him faithful. I mean, you need to just sometimes have an eye-to-eyeball confrontation with the devil. Slap that turkey in the face and say, my God is faithful. Now look at chapter 21, verse... I think it's verse 1. Okay, and the Lord visited Sarah. Hallelujah. As he said... As he said... As he said... (laughs) And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken... Because he's faithful. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time which God had spoken to him, and Abraham called the name of that son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, his name was what? And so Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight years old, eight days old, as God had commanded him. Verse 5. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac, by the way, the, the word Isaac, the name Isaac means what? So, when his son Laughter was born unto him. Isn't that awesome? And Sarah said, God now has made me to laugh so that all the here will laugh with me. This is a different kind of laugh. This is not the laugh of disdain of what? (laughs) But this is the laugh of joy. This is the laugh of faith. Amen. Glory to God. You ever had that kind of laughter? I mean, God's just been so good to you. It's just, whoo, glory to God. Out of your belly just flows rivers of living laughter. Amen? And so, we see here then that the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And that's a sermon right there, but I won't preach that. But again, this is a different kind of laugh. Not of scoffing, not of unbelief, but a laughter of joy. I've got a question for you tonight. You're good students of the Word, right? Let me ask you this. What is it that enabled her to turn on the inside? What caused her to turn on the inside? What was it? She judged him faithful. She judged him faithful. Now, here's what faithful means. Faithful it means to be firm. It means to be stable. It means to be certain. Faithful also means to be reliable. Okay? Reliable, firm, certain, stable. Faithful also means to be dependable. Dependable. Another word... Uh, that to, describes faithful is to count, to count, or to count on. You can count on him. Amen? You can't always count on man. Amen? But you can count on him. So again, firm, stable, certain, reliable, dependable, to count on him. The question I have for you tonight is this. Is have you judged God faithful in an area of your life where it didn't look like what needed to happen was going to happen, but you just held fast to the faithfulness of God and it did come to pass? How many have ever seen that happen? You know what? If he did it, then 
He'll do it again. That's helped me throughout the years. Because I have experienced, and you have experienced, the faithfulness of God. And once you've experienced the faithfulness of God, man, I tell you, it builds uh, experience in your heart and a confidence in your heart for future things. Amen. Amen. So, have you judged God faithful before? Now, how many of you are believing for something right now? And only you can answer this. But are you currently judging God faithful? Okay. Too many people judge Him unfaithful. But He is faithful. I want us to look um, at about seven scriptures uh, before that we close tonight. And I want us just to take a, a look at the word faithful in the word. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 20. Five. Proverbs 25. And let's look at verse 19. My God is faithful. Thank you for your faithfulness. And now you do realize that, that we're to mimic him and we are to be faithful. Okay? And that's not a real uh, strong message for a Wednesday night because the faithful are here. Amen? But uh, in reality, faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. You know, it lists it as the word faith in the King James Version in Galatians chapter 5. But literally, it is faithfulness. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. Which means then that you and I display one of the greatest attributes of God, love number one, but also faithfulness. When we are faithful to do the things that the Lord has given us to do. When we're faithful just to be in church. We're faithful to serve in church. You know, we're faithful to pray. We're faithful to bring our tithes and offerings. That's big. That's big with God. Being a servant, being in church is huge with the Lord. And you know what faithfulness does? Faithfulness approves you before God. Now you're already accepted in the beloved. But to be approved before God means then that you can be trusted with more. You can be trusted with promotion. God doesn't promote spiritual Gomer piles. You know, I could probably think of a better illustration, but what can I say? I watched I was a kid in the 60s and 70s. But God promotes faithfulness. He does. The Bible says that a faithful man, he shall abound with blessings. It doesn't say that he'll get blessed every now and then. But a faithful man shall have an abundance of blessings throughout his entire life. And did you know that the blessing is on you? I do not refer to the blessing of Abraham as a blessing. It is the blessing. There's a big difference. And the blessing up on your life will empower you to prosper. It will empower you to succeed. It will empower you to excel. It will empower you to be promoted and to make advancements. 
the blessing will put you over anything that tries to hold you down. But now, this blessing, you see, a faithful man shall abound. Abound. You know, abound means mucho, mucho, much. It's what I do with butter and sour cream on my baked potato. (laughs) Abounding. You know, with blessing. But God didn't just say that the blessing is ours. He said that His favor is also ours. And if you will look in the Bible, and this is a whole lesson that uh, I'm not going to get into in depth tonight, but if you will look in the Bible, you will see that blessing and favor go together. Blessing and favor go together. For example, Psalms 5.12 says, For thou, Lord, will bless... The who? Righteous. He will bless the righteous. He will empower the righteous to prosper. He will bless the faithful. Amen? But not only that, He will surround us with divine favor. Oh, glory to God. And that favor that you and I are surrounded with, one of the things that favor does in our lives it provides us with an advantage for success it also causes us to be protected but I have heard and seen recently that the favor of God also gives us several opportunities through the course of our lifetime to see to it that the empowerment to prosper comes to pass in our life. So my confession is this. Say this with me. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And He adds no sorrow with it. Declare this. The blessing of the Lord empowers me to prosper. And the favor of God provides opportunities to make it happen. Opportunity after opportunity. You know how I know that, John? Because His favor is for a lifetime. You may have missed an opportunity in your past. And yes, it has potentially brought regret. But we found out Sunday morning that he bore our regrets. He bore our griefs. I submit to you today that if you'll walk in faithfulness and you'll walk in the blessing of God, the favor of God will continue to flow throughout your whole lifetime and you'll have opportunity after opportunity come your way for the blessing of the Lord to be strong in your life. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's something to shout about. That's something to get happy about. I'm going to preach that on a Sunday morning from A to Z. Say it, I'm blessed. And I have favor. Woo! The windows of heaven are open. His blessing is flowing tonight. There's joy, joy, joy in my heart since Jesus made everything right. <laughs> Woo!
glory to God. Did you know that as a tither, the windows of heaven are open? Oral Roberts said this of the windows of heaven. I remember years ago, P.T. will remember, Patrick Norris did a little seminar on prosperity. And he said that the windows of heaven equate oftentimes to opportunities that God yes. brings our way. Yeah. Opens opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Oral Roberts said this about those windows. He said, when the windows of heaven are open, ideas, concepts, and insights come from the throne of God. Woo, glory. I mean, when God inspires your ideas, when God inspires your insights, and you start getting concept and receiving and conceiving, I can't hardly help it tonight. I'm ready to run. Say it with me, God's faithful. Proverbs 25, verse 19. Now expect that to happen. Expect that to happen in every area of your life. It happened to me last night. Now, if you're looking for, you know, the great big things all the time, you should be expecting those. But rejoice at the little things that happen. Brenda and I went to a movie the other night and I left my glasses in my pocket and they fell out of my pocket. And I knew they were at the movie theater. So I went to work with my other funky pair of glasses. So I called the movie theater and they said, yeah, there's some glasses here. So I went out there about 9 o'clock last, well, a little bit before 9, and my glasses were there. Thank God. But this, this part of the glass was bent way out. I probably stepped on it on the way out. I don't know. But the movie theater that we went to was right by Costco out on Pacific Commons in Fremont. And Costco closes at 9 p.m. So I thought, you know, I'm going to have to go to Kaiser to get these fixed on the way into work or on the way in. So I said, I'm going to go over to Costco. And I know that they, they can do glasses there. So I, you know, got in the car and sped over to Costco and the door was locked where you go in, but they were still letting people out. And so I walked up to this guy and I said, you know, my glasses really, I need, my glasses, they really need help. Can, can I just go over there? I don't think anyone's there. Yeah, there's a lady over there. He says, ah, go ahead. And I'm telling you, the nicest little girl was there. And she fixed these glasses like brand new. That's the favor of God. I didn't even buy them there. God's good. God's faithful. You know what that did? That saved me a bunch of time. Your time and my time is important. That would have been a waste of time. It was already a waste of time to have to run out there and run back. And there's more stories to it, but I won't tell them. Because you'll think I'm an idiot. I mean, who locks their keys in the car? Whoops. But anyway, stay on the positive side. We got favor. And so, and, and so when these things start happening in your life, recognize it immediately. Oh boy, that was a stroke of luck. No luck involved at all. The favor of God. Save me the favor of God. Save me heavy fog on my life, in my life, all over my life. Amen. You're just a favorite of God. The neat thing about it is we're all his favorites. 
Now, Proverbs 25, 19. It says, confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Anybody had a foot out of joint? Okay. Anybody had a broken tooth? I went to the dentist today and they gave me two more referrals to go see two other specialists. I'm thinking, Jesus, help me. But I thank God my teeth are healed. But, you know, uh, if you've ever, anybody sprained their ankle or broke, broke their ankle? Yeah. Well, the number one thing you know, you can't put weight on that. Yeah. Or if you've chipped a tooth or if you've broken a tooth, you're having way too much fun down here. <laughs> you're having way too much fun. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't go there either. But you can't put weight on it. You got a bad tooth that hurts and aches and broken. You can't put the weight of food on it. And so confidence in an unfaithful man is just like that. But God's not a man. You can rely on him. You can put all of your weight on him. You can roll all your care on him. You can lean everything you have over on him. You know what? He can handle it. Amen. Don't be afraid. He's not going to give way. His foot ain't broken. You can rest it all on him. Amen? All right, Deuteronomy 7, 9. Deuteronomy the 7th chapter, the 9th verse. This is a great verse of scripture. Deuteronomy 7, 9. If I wrote it down, I'd quote it. But uh, it's coming up. There it is. You cross-eyed? Oh. <laughs> there it is. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Read it with me. Know therefore that the Lord your God, He is God. What kind of God? What kind of God? He's the faithful God. Now, He keeps covenant and mercy to them that love Him and keep His commandment to a thousand generations. Now look at Psalms 119, verse 138. Psalms 119. You should be writing these down. These are good verses of Scripture. Psalm 119. And uh, look at 138. The testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Intensely faithful. Vehemently faithful. Now look at 1 Corinthians 1 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 9. Go over to the New Covenant just for a few verses. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, the ninth verse. My God is faithful to me. My God is faithful to me. Hallelujah. Sing about His faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 1.9 God is faithful. By whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now look at 1 Corinthians 10.13. 1 
1 Corinthians 10, 13, There is no temptation taking you and I, but such as is common to man. But God is? What is He faithful to do? He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation always provide a way of escape. Now notice with me that word, that you may be able to bear it or to bear up. Amen? That word literally means to bear up, hold up, and to come out. I believe this, that God will not allow anything to come to my door that I can't whip. How about you? He'll not allow anything to come into your life that you cannot whip. Because He's faithful. Now look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23. 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, the 23rd verse. And the very God of peace sanctify us wholly. And I pray, God, that our whole spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless. How long? Until he returns, right? Notice with me. Your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Amen? That means to be kept strong, and that means to be kept sound. That's awesome. I believe that when Jesus comes back, we're going to be strong. I believe that when Jesus comes back, we're going to be of a sound mind. Now, I love the next verse, and this is really what I want you to see. Let's look at this in that context. Verse 24 says, Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. Is he able to keep you? Is he able to preserve you? Amen. Now, look at a, a verse of Scripture over in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 21 through 23. No, actually, let me slow down. I'm going too fast. Look at 2 uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 through 13. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. It is a faithful saying, for if we, if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Verse 12. If we suffer, we also will reign with him. If, he deny, if we deny him... He will also deny us. Verse 13. If we believe not, yet he abides what? He can't deny himself. If we believe not. You see, the unbelief of man never makes null the word of God. You know, there's a verse of scripture in Romans. We've had time tonight. We'd look at it. But it says, Yea, let every man... Let God be true, but every man a liar. Amen? Amen. Let God be true. Amen. People who say that God doesn't heal today are lying. I didn't call them liars, but they're lying. People who say that God doesn't prosper anymore, it's a lie. If we believe not, he abides faithful, yet he cannot deny himself. Look over at Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 21 through 23. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Just let this word just take a good effect in your spirit tonight. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 21 through 23. And we have a high priest over the house of God, verse 22, 
Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, read it with me. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful. He's faithful that promised. Now here's a verse of Scripture that most Christians can know by heart. Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. Getting down to our last two tonight, if you're counting. 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins. See, there are, there are preachers today that are trying to tell you that 1 John is not written to Christians. That 1 John is written to the Gnostics. And so therefore, because 1 John is not written to Christians and it's written to Gnostics, you don't really need to confess your sins because Jesus already forgave you your past, present, and future sins. Now the problem with that is this, is if we allow sin in our life, it'll crouch at the door and rise up and it'll eat your lunch. Living in sin is a bad thing. So anyway, we don't want to get too far into that. It says, if we confess our sins. Amen. See, I don't have to confess your sins. You don't have to confess my sins. Your sin's none of my business. My sin's none of your business. Amen. If we confess our sins, and by the way, when you confess your sins, is not when God found out about it. If we confess our sins, the word confession there means say the same thing about our sins that God does. If we confess our sins, here's what I want you to say He's faithful. Say it twice with me. He is faithful. He is faithful. Well, what is He faithful to do? Well, He's faithful in just to forgive us, number one, of our sins. That's nice. But secondly, to cleanse us. To purify us from all unrighteousness. Or to purify our souls from having that consciousness of sin and condemnation in it. Amen? You don't, you don't want to walk around... As a believer, all condemned and guilty, you want to walk clean. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, look at Revelation, and uh, we'll close here tonight. Revelation uh, chapter 19. And uh, I want us to begin in verse 11. Revelation 19, and notice with me in verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called what? Faithful and true. Woohoo, glory. He that sat upon him was faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes, whose eyes? Faithful and true's eyes. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. Awesome. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called... <laughs> his name is called... Understand this. In closing tonight, that the Word of God is faithful, and it is true. Have you judged him faithful? 
Let this be rock solid in your heart tonight as we go our way that God is faithful. If He told you that He loves you, you can count on it. If He told you He'd supply your need, you can count on it. Whatever promise that we have in the B-I-B-L-E, we can just count on it. And you know, the neat thing about it is, is you don't have to be all emotional about it. Faith causes emotion, but faith is not necessarily an emotion. If you just simply believe this word, say this word, act on the word, whether you have feelings, emotions or not, faithful and true will always come through for you and for me. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's thank Him for His Word tonight. Hallelujah. Father, we judge You faithful this evening. We judge You faithful. We thank You for this Bible study tonight. We thank You, Lord God, that every person in this house that has come receives a blessing. They receive a blessing. They receive an anointing upon them. They receive great blessing. They receive great favor on their lives. Lift both hands toward up towards heaven and say this. Heavenly Father, I put my trust in you. I put the weight of, I lean my entire life over on you. Faithful are you that has called me who will also do it. Hallelujah. May say Karabosta, pray with me for a while. Oh, Brikiste Vanda Labostea, Vele Propolande, Feshtele Bongola Baranda. He will also do it. Thank you, Father, that you're doing it. You're doing it for every person in this auditorium tonight. You're doing it for their families. You're doing it for them, Lord. Oh, you are our God, and you watch over your word to perform it. Lord, we're doers, but you're also a doer. Thank you that you are the great performer, the faithful watcher over your word to bring it to pass. Thank you for bringing it to pass, Lord. When it doesn't look like anything's happening, you just got to know that it is happening. Hallelujah. Yes, Amatole. Say it with me, it shall all come to pass. All that the Lord has said to me in His Word, all that I mix faith with, it'll all come to pass. His will, His Word is coming to pass in my life. It shall all come to pass. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for it. The rain will fall. The hearts of men and women shall be turned unto you. Glory to God. There'll be a great awakening, Lord, in this land. It'll all come to pass. It'll all come to pass. Father, thank you for it. Magnify your name. Glorify your name.